Welcome to On Areas, a podcast about Edgewood High School. I'm your host, Emma Gable. My guest tonight is Savannah Hofstein. Savannah, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. So, what would you like to talk about today? Um, I think I'm going to talk about photography today. Oh, that's wonderful. So, you're a photographer yourself? I am. I've been doing it for officially since I was a sophomore, Mm. but I've been involved with photography for my entire life. Oh, that's really cool. Um, How did you get into photography? My dad is a photographer. Um, He's been doing it for an extremely long time, at least as long as I can remember. He got the camera that I use today when I was roughly four years old or something for Christmas, and it's been in use ever since. That's really cool. So uh, what kind of stuff do you like to photograph? Uh, There's a lot of things that are enjoyable to photograph, but I think nature is one of the best things you can photograph. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, nature, there's just something special about it, I think, because phone cameras and even DSLRs can't really capture it, so there's a lot of stuff you have to go in, Mm -hmm. and you get to create your own version of nature. You get to make the greens as vibrant as you want. Mm -hmm. You can make it black and white. You can select a color and keep it there and you can just make nature seem so much more beautiful than can be captured normally without any help Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy it because you can create vibrancy that you see with your eyes through it Mm. that's interesting yeah so a lot of the the photographic process that you really enjoy is like this like post-production almost yeah Taking the actual pictures is fun, and you should definitely try to do as much as you can with the actual taking, Mm -hmm. but using things like Lightroom and Photoshop, really just take it to the next level, I would say, because Lightroom isn't about making the image seem fake. It's about making it seem closer to what you saw when you took it, Mm -hmm. because DSLRs and cameras, no matter how hard they try, are never going to be able to capture reality as our eyes do. Yeah. So, so then how would you describe your, like, style artistically? Artistically, I have a lot of vibrant, bright colors in any chance I can get. Um, I tend to do this a lot with my photos, and when I took photo on, a lot of people said that my photos were too dark or looked too unrealistic, because mm-hmm. if I'm not doing vibrant colors... I tend to accentuate the darks or the black and white aspects of it because Mm -hmm. I like dark contrast as well. But when it comes to nature, my style specifically will be um, take a bunch of different compositions Mm -hmm. and then mess around with each different composition to see how I can get the vibrancy and the look that I want to convey just how beautiful nature can be. That's really cool. So then... um Branching off, like, um, uh, how you, or what you like to make, um, let's go into, like, how you like to make it. What would you say is your, like, creative process? My creative process is a lot of on-the-spur thinking. I'll try, I try to write it all down and think it all out, Mm -hmm. but at that point I get way too many ideas. Yeah. And I am a very indecisive person. Mm -hmm. So I try to start with, like, one idea, 
I'll run it by my dad. He'll make it better somehow. Or he'll add a piece of advice that I'll use I'll end up using later on and I just branch out from there and I create more ideas through the ideas I've already made pictures which or sometimes because art is all about taking what you see other people do and then making it your own uh I'll look up the topic that I'm doing and see other people's ideas and see how I can make that match my style and my ideas of expression and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Once you have the ideas, what do you like? What's the next step from there? Once I have the ideas, I have to make sure I have all the stuff capable that makes me capable to do the ideas. Mm-hmm. We have we got a lens ball last year, for example, which is a glass orb mm-hmm. that you put in front of your camera, and will typically flip everything in front of it upside down and at an edge. Oh, cool! It is an extremely cool photography tool that creates a specific type of picture that you really can't get anywhere else. It's not something you can edit in. It's something you have to take the physical picture of. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did upside down for the July photo challenge, mm-hmm. um, I used my lens ball and did a landscape of where I live and then made the colors more vibrant, made the sky more blue and produced a picture that I was really happy with. It's A lot of it ends up being probably in front of a black drop or a different color backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, because Harford County is not built for scenic photography. Mm-hmm. My backyard isn't pretty. My front yard isn't very pretty either. So I'd have to go to a park, which is kind of far away, and I can't drive on my own. Mm-hmm. So if it's an idea that I can keep self-contained within my house, then I will do it self-contained in front of my house or in my house or behind my house with a black drop or a white sheet or whatever I've got available. Sometimes I use poster board Mm -hmm. or whatever I've got so I have a plain background because when it comes to photography, you do not want to have a busy background that you can't control. It should be a blank wall or some background with purpose. If it is cluttered, it has to have a purpose. Everything in your photo has to be planned out. If you've got trees in the background, it's because the trees are important to the picture. If you've got books in the background, the books have to be relevant to what you're photographing. You can't just have a cluttered bookshelf behind you Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to convey a cluttered point of view. When it comes to executing photos, there's a lot that comes into account. Setting, lighting, and all of this stuff. A kitchen is very bad for lighting because all of the lights in homes are typically more warm colored. Mm -hmm. And you want your pictures to be cool colored most of the time. Mm -hmm. Because that yellow hue that you get from warm colored pictures isn't typically what you want when you go into editing because Mm -hmm. taking it out ruins the picture and makes it a little more grainy than it would be or it adds spots because you're using a flash and there's a warm dot surrounded by cold light. Mm -hmm. It isn't great. So lighting is pretty much dependent on how you use your flash Mm -hmm. and how you use the lights around you. Get a studio light, use the window light, do whatever you can because warm light can be useful but the light in like light bulbs that you're Mm -hmm. getting that are coming down from the ceiling typically are pretty tacky Mm -hmm. it can't replicate like golden hour warmness which is the type of yellow that you want Mm -hmm. but execution wise I've done a few things you can go to Havre Grace you can go to Ledoux Gardens you can go to the Chesapeake Bay everywhere in Hartford County yeah I mean, but there isn't that many places. If I can name every place in this huge county, Mm -hmm. that means that there just aren't that many. 
Sometimes you have to leave the county. Sometimes Baltimore City is your only option or New York is your only option. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that for every photo. Portraits are a lot easier because you can do them in your house. Mm-hmm. Or you can find interesting backgrounds for those photos more effectively than you can for something abstract mm-hmm. and original. Yeah. How would you describe your relationship to your art? I know that earlier you mentioned that, like, with the July Photo Challenge, the product you made was, like, you were really happy with it. Is that, like, the norm? Because I know a lot of artists, like, feel this immense frustration with what they produce, even if it's really good. So how would you describe your relationship to art? I, half of my photos I'm actually really in love with Mm -hmm. because photography is an art form I can appreciate and enjoy. And when it comes to photography, I make sure I get every viewpoint possible, and then I turn out a picture, and then the people that I've looked up to in photography my whole life will go, that's a good picture, mm-hmm. and then I'll start to like it. But there are a lot of pictures that I took just for the sake of taking pictures. Yeah. And if you don't have meaning behind what you're doing, mm-hmm. you are not going to make a good photo. Mm-hmm. It's just, that is rule one make sure there's meaning to your photos. Mm -hmm. Like, if the point is light, then that's fine. It can be a simple meaning, but you don't just shoot and point. Mm -hmm. Like, point and shoot. That'd be the technical term for that. Whatever. But point and shoot cameras exist too, but with point and shoot cameras, you have to be super careful Mm -hmm. because you don't get that many chances with a point and shoot as you would with a DSLR because you have a limited amount of space. Mm -hmm. And... You have to make sure that you use it to the best of its ability. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my art, I think I'm pretty 50-50. Mm-hmm. It will get to the point where I like every photo I have because I have gone through and I've edited and I have made sure that it is the best I can make it. Mm-hmm. But then there are some that are grainy and bad and they didn't turn out into what I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't like them at all. Mm-hmm. So it's really dependent on like the photo itself. Mm-hmm. Like my art is when I'm actually applying myself I know that I can do it well. Mm. I know that photography is something I am good at. I know that people like my photography, even if sometimes I'm a little bit too hard on it. Mm. Like for the art show last year, two of my pieces got put in, and I didn't agree with either of them being put in because they were my least favorite photos. Mm. And then Hume said that she really liked them and that I probably shouldn't be so critical on my own art because I made it, and it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. Mm. Like, if I think something is as good as it could be, I tend to get real bad real fast. Mm -hmm. I never go, it's not as good as it could be, but it's still good. Mm -hmm. I immediately go to, this is bad, and I need people to remind me it's not sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, when I was showing my dad the pictures I had taken just to take them, he was like, they're not bad. Mm -hmm. I've seen worse pictures. You're just not happy with them because you've made better art before. Yeah, I feel like like that's really relatable to a lot of people in the audience. Um. So, the solution then, I guess, to this this problem of like disliking your art sometimes, um, is 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 that mostly like you said, like validation from others that does it, or like um, is there some way something that you as an artist can do to make yourself like your art more? When you put your all into the art that you create, mm-hmm. I don't think it should matter if it's good or bad. You should be proud of the result you come out with regardless. Yeah. So what it could be better, you gave what you just produced everything you had. 
and you know you gave it everything you have. So it doesn't matter if someone makes a piece that's better than yours. This is what you can do right now. And because you applied your all to this particular photo, the next one you make is going to be better. And if you do the same thing, the next one you make is going to be better. Validation helps. Always. It is always going to help to hear that other people like what you're making. You're not going to want to hear that people don't like what you're making. Mm -hmm. But constructive criticism at the end of the day is something you're going to have to take. Mm -hmm. If you want to get better, constructive criticism is the best way for that, even if it sounds like they're attacking you. Mm -hmm. But if you know you put your all into something and then you get constructive criticism back, I think it's all right to like not be happy that someone didn't like it. Mm -hmm. But you should still like it regardless no matter what anybody else thinks, no matter what you've done, if it is the best that you can do, it is something you should be proud of because you are making your own artistic journey through making this piece. And so what if you're not the happiest with this photo? It's something you made with everything you've got, which I've said a lot. I say, I've been saying that a whole bunch. Sorry about the repetition. But you made it. And you're only, you can only get better from here. If you make something that's worse than the last thing, it means double back, apply yourself again. You're allowed to make worse pieces for fun. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy doodling or you enjoy just shooting things at things you think are pretty in nature, that's fine. It doesn't have to be a model picture. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to enjoy yourself and still get better. Not everything you make has to be the best thing you've ever done. That was really insightful. So... Um, what, what are you making, making now? What am I making now? We have a portrait project right now, actually. Mm. It's about... It's called an anti-selfie. Mm-hmm. And it's about how people view you, how, how what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Are six of the photos, and then the other six of the photos are how what people expect you to be. Oh. Which is a rather difficult thing. And I think this year has started off with a lot of introspection at how you look at yourself. Mm -hmm. French is doing identity right now and Photo is doing identity portraits. Mm -hmm. And this is not something that I've really thought about for many years, how I view myself, how others view me. And I'm going to have to go out there and ask people what they think of me for this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to look into myself and think about what I think for myself. But I think a lot of this portrait project is going to end up being me trying to take it past the external view and go for the internal when it comes to me mm-hmm. and try to create as fantastical of a look as what I think myself of, what I think of myself. Yeah. And I'm going to try to create a divide between the photos where one is extremely external mm-hmm. and it's obviously an onlooker's point of view, what mm-hmm. people expect, and then what you actually are is an internal thing that you can't put on your external self because your external self isn't up to you it's what people view you as Mm -hmm. and you can do what you want to change that but they're still always going to have a different view of you as what you have of yourself yeah welcome to senior year let's introspect a little bit yeah yeah i i I dig it though as uncomfortable as i am with talking about it Mm -hmm. i think talking about it is going to lead to being less uncomfortable with it and being able to introspect more effectively mm-hmm. as we leave high school. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And become people that need to be aware of our own identities and how our own identities can affect the people around us because suddenly we're going to be taken out of this world where we're only surrounded with people we've been with for years and years and years mm-hmm. and be constantly interacting with these people that we don't know. So these identities and what we think of ourselves 
needs to change. It needs to become something that we're, we can be happy with and something that we can strive to change. And the external view, we can learn to take with at least a grain of salt and be like, I can change what this person thinks of me and how to create that external self for other people when they meet you. Because the external view of all the people around you right now are people that have known you for years. They've, cre- they've taken the time to create this external version of you. And it's something that's pretty cemented at this point. Mm-hmm. But the introspection that senior year has been giving so far through photography and French and I guarantee English will do this at some point. And history has always done introspection. TOK is all about introspection. Mm-hmm. Um... It's just, it's going to help us be able to change how ourselves are yeah. as we move forward. So kind of like, building off those two ideas, do you think that uh, introspection is like a necessary part of art? Like, do you always have to look inside yourself to put yourself in your art? I don't think it's something that happens consciously all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, it's not art, but it's a book, Waiting for Godot. Mm-hmm. He said it meant nothing. Yeah. The author came out here and said it went nothing. But if you look in that book, it isn't nothing. Mm-hmm. No matter which way you look at it, it cannot be viewed as having no meaning whatsoever because we subconsciously do it. We are products of our society. And this isn't even about photography anymore. We're totally off topic. Just name it introspection at this point. Um, but I think that no matter what we do, we are always subconsciously going to put ourselves into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Bias is inescapable because we have this thought process, and the way we process things is always going to be different from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to looking into yourself to create art, I think that if you do that, then your art is going to be even more you than it would have been. Mm-hmm. But it, you don't have to because you're going to do it because it's your art. Yeah. Everything you create is a product of you and your experiences and your identity, no matter how hard you try, no matter what idea, the ideas you have come from your identity. No one is going to have the same exact idea as you unless they look at you do it and then walk up and do the same thing. No one is going to be able to do what you do. You are yourself, and the art that you create is going to be yours specifically. You can take an idea, you can create in a photo that looks completely different, but the meaning you put behind that photo will always be different. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, your ideas are always going to differ from somebody else. You can take someone else's idea and implement it on your own, and it's still going to end up being different because you can't avoid it. Um, so this might be a bit like abstract or and introspective or whatever. How 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 do you think you have put yourself in your art? For most of my portraitry. I have always tried to create a self within the portraits. I did unconventional portraits. I did one that was completely made up of words that describe me. I have taken my own personal beliefs and translated them into a photo that creates um, that belief on me. Mm-hmm. I have taken my external my view my view of the external self of someone else and turn that into a portrait. Mm. I have always tried to bring my identity and make my photos my own so they will not look like somebody else could have just snapped a photo and slapped a name on it and said, this is it. Mm. I have always looked into myself and gone, how can I make this photo me, 
My dad has always warned me to create meaning behind my photos. You can't just, when you have a product, take 12 photos and say, this is a nice idea, mm -hmm. and do it, because it has to have a meaning or else it's not going to turn out well. I definitely did this on my final because I enjoyed unconventional portraits. So mm -hmm. I wanted to do more, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the time because finals was a rough time. Mm -hmm. IB finals were awful. It was a bad time. And I needed to do my photography one at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I just looked up a bunch of ways to do unconventional portraits. And I didn't think about how I could portray my identity into that. And mm -hmm. while they were still my photos, mm -hmm. because there was a little bit of me in there and how I edited the photos and how I compositioned the photos, yeah. they didn't really mean anything. They mm -hmm. were just things I did as gimmicks. Yeah. And I suppose I put enough identity in there to get a good grade because uh -huh. I didn't fail, mm -hmm. but I could have gotten a hundred and I didn't mm. because I didn't take the time to think out these photos and put my own self into them. Mm. So you say that's like the most important thing behind all art in general, but photography specifically is like having meaning, specifically like some sort of personal meaning, or do you think it could just be meaning generally? I think I think it could be meaning generally, probably because. Well, you're always, it could be an overall belief that a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. It could be something that's symbolic of oppression or acceptance, and that's a general overall thing that gives meaning to it. It's mm -hmm. not something that's personal. Yeah. Portraits, however, are inherently personal. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do in a portrait that will make them unpersonal unless you do not connect to it at all and you snap a photo of someone completely blank-faced staring at you, and mm -hmm. you've done nothing to do to the photo at all. Yeah. But photos are something that have to be... They have to have meaning. All art has to have meaning, mm -hmm. but photography specifically is a capture... It's capturing a moment. Mm -hmm. Art can be more abstract than photography typically can. Mm -hmm. Things that you paint, you have creative justice in more so than you would a photo. Mm -hmm. And while Photoshop has turned photography into more of an art form that painting or drawing would be, mm -hmm. there is still that you have to capture that moment and give it meaning mm -hmm. in the moment yeah. before you edit it. So, so that's what photography is essentially. It's intentionally creating a moment and then capturing that moment. That is what most photography, I would say, is. Mm. I think as Photoshop has gotten gotten older and how phones now have these impressive cameras that you can take beautiful resolution pictures on mm -hmm. that um, it becomes that not all photos are created with meaning anymore but it's still capturing a moment. Selfies are meant to capture the emotion you feel in the moment with mm -hmm. the people you're with. Mm -hmm. Photos of events are meant to be like this is the moment. Photography cannot exist without capturing a moment. Mm -hmm. No matter if you're taking a photo on your phone, like right now, bam, we're doing a we're doing a podcast. That's yeah. capture of the moment of the podcast. Mm -hmm. It means something at the end of the day to the people in this room. Yeah. But it may not inherently mean something to people outside of this room because oh, yeah. it is not a moment that they were involved in. So you may not understand the moment in a photo, mm -hmm. which is an easy way to be mistaken in thinking that not all photos are capturing moments mm -hmm. because you're not always going to recognize the moments. You're just going to see a picture and be like, oh, wow, a picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in that picture because I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But it's still capturing a moment that years and years from now could still be around. Mm -hmm. It is capturing the time we're in and the morals and values and beliefs and personal views of the photographer of the world at the time. Mm -hmm. And... 
immortalizing that in photography. Yeah. Is that something that appeals to you? That aspect of like immortalization through photography? I think it's something that's very interesting because when you look back on the years and years and years of history behind us, mm -hmm. we don't have photographs of that. Yeah. And once we started to have photographs of that, our view of history completely radically changed. Yeah. It became something completely different than what it was. And with the technology that we're producing nowadays, history is becoming more and more cemented. Mm -hmm. And while we may never know some aspects of history because we don't have they didn't have photography, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have anything to record it in that would stay around forever. Mm -hmm. We lost a lot of information. Yeah. That museum that just burned down in Brazil, we lost so much information. Mm -hmm. And the immortalization of information is very important mm -hmm. for the preservation of history. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to why I like photography, while the immortalization aspect is important, mm -hmm. that is not exactly what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. I am looking at permanency somewhat, mm -hmm. but I am looking at preserving a moment for myself. Mm. I don't necessarily need the moment to be immortal. It can fade with time if it needs to, but if I take a picture of something, it is because it is a belief or an understanding that I have established in myself that I don't want to forget. It is something that I want to be around for me, and if other people like it too, I suppose that's okay. Mm -hmm. But photography is just... Capturing moments isn't necessarily about keeping them around forever. Mm -hmm. It's about remembering them. Yeah. It's about keeping around the moment or the situation or the feelings that you had in that moment. So when you're old... And when your memory can't keep up with you, you have all these moments and memories and beliefs that won't harden, that'll keep you in that moment for a long time. And photography is something I've always enjoyed because of that. Mm -hmm. There's one technique called ghosting that always makes me really sad uh -huh. because it's people that are alive, yeah. but you're fading them out like they don't exist anymore. Oh. And there were old pictures of me as a, as a kid that my dad took that were ghosted. Mm. And the feeling of that photo, of the idea of a memory long past that was lingering in one moment because of a ghost, just kind of, like, got me. Yeah. Like, the one of my dad in Habitat hasn't gotten to me just yet because I took that. Mm -hmm. I was there. Mm -hmm. But I think one day that's definitely going to get to me. It's going to be a feeling of memories long past, because it will be a memory long past. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things you can do with photography to recreate feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think that photography does go beyond capturing the moment and into conveying feelings in the moment. Mm -hmm. You're not just looking at a moment from an outside perspective. You're in the moment. Yeah. It is the feeling of that moment that you're experiencing. Mm. That was really fascinating and wonderful. <laughs> I have uh, a lot of opinions. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you um, for having me. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Uh, where, where can, can people, people find you on social media? media? Um, if you want to look at my photography, I'm on Instagram as Savannah Shoots. S-A-V-A-N-A-H-S-H-O-O-T-S -S -S on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
which will have a link to my personal, but you don't have to follow that. Um, that's pretty much the only place my photography will be. Mm. And, uh, I don't know, just... If you have an interest in photography, I'd go for it. It's a really interesting art form, and it's not given enough credit for what it is. Hmm. Well, thank, thank you, you again. And thank you all for listening. On Aries is produced for the International Baccalaureate Program at Edgewood High School. Our cover art is by Hunter Sugg. You can find her on Instagram at Sugg underscore art. That's S-U-G-G underscore art. Our music is by Mark Johnson. This is I Am We Are Edgewood. Yeah? You should have a special meditation podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. <laughs> oh, just like part of this podcast? I guess if someone comes on and they want to talk about meditation. Okay. So I'll probably keep this in as like the bonus content at the end.